In the boundless expanse of space, the spacecraft Astra glided silently, its course set for a distant, enigmatic planet. Aboard the vessel, a team of astronauts and scientists, led by Captain James, prepared for their monumental mission to explore a world astonishingly similar to Earth. As the Astra approached the planet, the crew gathered in the observation deck. The planet, bathed in the light of a sun-like star, shimmered against the dark canvas of space. Its continents and oceans mirrored Earth's, but an unsettling feeling hung in the air. This was a world untouched by human hands, yet eerily reminiscent of their home. Look at that, murmured Alex, a biologist, his eyes wide with wonder. It's like looking at Earth's reflection in a cosmic mirror. Captain James, a seasoned astronaut with a keen eye for detail, studied the planet's surface through his binoculars. Prepare for landing, he ordered, his voice steady yet tinged with anticipation. The Astra descended through the planet's atmosphere, its hull glowing from the friction. As they broke through the cloud cover, a vast, verdant landscape unfolded below them. The landing gears deployed, and with a gentle thud, the Astra touched down on the alien soil. The crew, in their sleek spacesuits, stepped out onto the planet. The air was breathable, a rare stroke of luck in space exploration. They were greeted by an eerie silence, the quiet of a world devoid of known life. Captain James led the team away from the spacecraft, their boots leaving the first human footprints on this virgin land. The landscape, with its rolling hills and distant mountains, seemed peaceful, almost inviting. But as they ventured further, an uncanny feeling crept over them. The flora resembled Earth's, but upon closer inspection held subtle, alien differences. The colours were just a shade off, and the textures slightly unfamiliar. Then, amidst the alien trees, a figure emerged. It was humanoid, but translucent, shimmering with a spectral light. Its eyes, deep and knowing, fixed upon the humans. The team froze, caught between awe and fear. This spectral being, a remnant of a parallel civilization, stood before them, a silent testament to a world both known and unknowably strange. Captain James, ever the leader, stepped forward. We come in peace, he said, his voice echoing in the silent world. The spectral being tilted its head as if contemplating his words. Its presence, both haunting and profound, set the stage for the mysteries and challenges that lay ahead. As the spectral being began to speak, its voice a whisper on the wind, the crew leaned in, knowing that this encounter would change everything. The spectral figure, ethereal and shimmering, stood before the crew of the Astra, its form barely contained within the boundaries of their understanding. The being's voice when it came was like a melody played on an unseen instrument, both beautiful and disconcerting. I am Miriam, the being announced, her voice resonating not just in the air, but somehow within their minds as well. The crew listened, transfixed, as she moved with a grace that defied physics, her form occasionally flickering like a flame in a gentle breeze. Miriam gestured towards the landscape around them, her movements painting strokes of light in the air. This world was once like yours, vibrant and full of life, but we, like you, reached for the stars too greedily. 
too carelessly. The crew exchanged uneasy glances as Miriam's tale unfolded. She spoke of her civilization's technological advancements, their achievements, and their fatal flaws. They had mastered energy manipulation, bending the very fabric of reality to their will. But with such power came great peril. Our world unraveled, Miriam continued, her voice imbued with a sorrow that transcended time and space. Our pursuit of knowledge led to our undoing. In our quest to become gods, we lost our humanity. The landscape seemed to echo her lament, the alien trees swaying as if mourning a long-forgotten tragedy. Then Miriam's eyes locked onto Captain James, her gaze piercing. And now, our fate entwines with yours. We have crossed the veil between our worlds. We walk among you on Earth. A chill ran down the crew's spines. The implications of her words hung heavy in the alien air. The spectrals, it seemed, were not confined to this distant planet. They had reached Earth, their intentions wrapped in enigma. We sought refuge, Miriam whispered, her form becoming more translucent, more fragile. But in doing so, we may have sown the seeds of your world's downfall. The crew stood in stunned silence, grappling with the gravity of her revelation. The possibility of spectral beings on Earth, hidden in plain sight, was a threat they were ill-prepared to face. Miriam faded slightly, her energy waning as she imparted her final warning. Beware, for not all of us seek peaceful coexistence. Some among us are driven by darker desires. As she spoke these ominous words, a sense of foreboding enveloped the crew. The Spectral's tragic history was now inextricably linked to their own and the boundaries between their worlds blurred. The encounter with Miriam left the crew with more questions than answers, their mission taking on a new, urgent dimension. The realization that Earth might already be infiltrated by these spectral beings hung over them as they prepared to delve deeper into the mysteries of this planet and the spectral civilization. Back aboard the Astra, the atmosphere was thick with uncertainty and apprehension. The crew, especially Sarah, the team's linguist, pored over the recordings of Miriam's speech, trying to decipher the nuances of the spectral language. The language was complex, its structure unlike anything Sarah had encountered before. It's like it's woven from the fabric of thought itself, not just sounds or symbols, Sarah mused, her eyes flickering between the screens filled with waveforms and cryptic symbols. Captain James watched her work, his mind racing with the implications of Miriam's revelations. We need to understand them, he urged. If they're on Earth, we need to know their intentions. Sarah nodded, her fingers dancing across the keyboard as she attempted to isolate patterns and meanings within the spectral speech. The language seemed to exist in multiple dimensions, its meanings shifting and evolving even as she tried to pin them down. As the hours passed, frustration began to mount. Alex, already on edge from the discovery of the spectral presence on Earth, paced the room. We're wasting time, he snapped. For all we know, they could be planning an invasion right now. Sarah's concentration broke and she turned to face Alex, her expression a mix of exhaustion and determination. We can't rush this. Understanding them could be the key to... Her words were cut off by Mark, the team's engineer, who interjected with a hint of accusation in his voice. 
or they could be manipulating us through their language, planting ideas in our heads. The tension that had been building in the confined space of the spacecraft finally erupted. Voices raised. Each crew member aired their concerns and fears. Some argued for a cautious approach trying to understand the spectrals, while others voiced suspicions about spectral subterfuge and hidden agendas. Captain James attempted to mediate, but the debate only grew more heated. The stress of the situation, the overwhelming revelations, and the fatigue from the mission began to take their toll. Sarah, feeling the weight of the team's reliance on her linguistic skills, slammed her hands on the table. Enough, she exclaimed. We won't get anywhere if we're at each other's throats. We need to work together or we'll fall apart before we even face whatever's coming. The room fell into a tense silence, the crew members avoiding each other's gazes. The argument had laid bare the underlying fear and uncertainty they all felt. In this charged atmosphere, the crew of the Astra found themselves not only struggling to communicate with an alien species, but also with each other. The echoes of their fractured conversation mirrored the wider chasm of understanding they faced with the spectral beings, underscoring the daunting challenge ahead. In the confines of the Astra's communication lab, Sarah sat before an array of screens and devices, her resolve renewed despite the previous night's tensions. She replayed Miriam's messages, her ears tuned to the subtle inflections of the spectral language, her mind open to any flicker of understanding. As she delved deeper into the linguistic analysis, Sarah felt a strange sensation, as if the words were resonating within her at a frequency beyond hearing. It was a feeling of connection, of threads intertwining in the fabric of her consciousness. Suddenly, the room around her faded replaced by a torrent of memories and emotions that were not her own. She found herself seeing through Miriam's eyes, feeling her joys and sorrows, her triumphs and despair. Through Miriam's memories, Sarah witnessed the rise and fall of the spectral civilization. She saw a world much like Earth, vibrant and bustling with life, only to watch it succumb to its own hubris. Advanced technologies that once promised utopia led to catastrophe, tearing the fabric of reality and leaving the spectrals in their ghostly state, caught between existence and oblivion. She felt the spectrals' collective grief for a lost world, their longing for salvation and their desperation as they reached out across the cosmos, seeking refuge in a parallel Earth. The memories were poignant, a tapestry of a civilization that mirrored humanity's own follies and triumphs. As the flood of Miriam's memories subsided, Sarah was abruptly pulled back to the Astra. The room spun around her and she gasped for breath, her heart pounding. The weight of what she had experienced pressed down on her, a burden of knowledge and empathy. The other crew members, alerted by the commotion, rushed into the room. They found Sarah collapsed on the floor, her eyes wide with shock and revelation. Captain James knelt beside her, concern etched on his face. Sarah, what happened? He asked, his voice steady but filled with worry. Sarah looked up at him, her eyes brimming with tears. I saw, I saw their world, their history. It's like ours, but it ended in tragedy. The crew gathered around, their earlier disputes forgotten in the face of Sarah's distress. 
They helped her to her feet, supporting her as she struggled to regain her composure. The memory merge with Miriam had given Sarah an intimate understanding of the spectral beings. It was a profound insight, but one that came with an overwhelming emotional cost. As she recounted what she had seen and felt, the crew listened in somber silence, the spectral's plight now painfully clear to them. In the Astra's main cabin, the mood was somber as the team gathered to discuss Miriam's unsettling claim about spectral beings on Earth. The notion that their own planet could be silently infiltrated by these entities sparked a heated debate among the crew. Captain James opened the discussion, his voice measured but tense. We can't dismiss Miriam's words. If there are spectrals on Earth, we need to understand their intentions. Sarah, still weary from her profound experience, nodded in agreement. The memories I shared with Miriam, they showed a people in despair, not conquerors, but we can't be sure about their intentions. Mark, the engineer, chimed in, skepticism evident in his tone. How do we even begin to verify this? It's not like we can just call home and ask if anyone's seen ghostly figures walking around. The team pondered this. The reality of their isolation in space and the limitations of their situation weighing heavily on them. The idea of an unseen invasion on Earth seemed almost too fantastical. Yet the evidence of the spectral presence on this planet was undeniable. It was Alex who shifted the course of the conversation. What if they're already influencing us? What if this mission was meant to bring us here, to open a path for them? His words hung in the air, laden with suspicion. The crew members exchanged uneasy glances, the seed of paranoia planted among them. The debate continued with theories and counter-theories swirling around the cabin. The tension was palpable, each member wrestling with the duality of fear and logic. As they debated, Sarah turned to Alex, noticing something amiss in his demeanour. Alex, are you alright? Alex's gaze was distant, his voice distant and monotone. They are here and they are part of us now. Resistance is pointless. The crew stared at Alex, realization dawning on them. His behavior, his words, it was as if he was speaking with the voice of the spectrals. The truth was chilling. Alex was under the influence of the spectral beings. The debate ended abruptly, the crew now faced with a more immediate concern. One of their own was compromised, a living example of the spectral infiltration. The revelation about Alex cast a dark shadow over the team, their mission taking on an even more urgent and dangerous dimension. The revelation of Alex's condition sent waves of paranoia rippling through the crew of the Astra. The realization that the spectral beings could not only reach Earth, but also infiltrate and influence humans was a terrifying prospect. In the ship's cramped quarters, Distrust began to fester. Conversations were terse, with crew members eyeing each other warily. The once cohesive team was fracturing under the strain of uncertainty and fear. Captain James tried to maintain order. We need to stick together, he insisted. We can't let fear divide us. However, his words did little to assuage the growing unease. The spectrals had breached their ranks and no one felt safe. Doubt clouded every interaction, every decision. Was the person they were speaking to really who they appeared to be? The situation escalated when during a routine exploration of the planet, 
each crew member encountered an eerie and unsettling sight, their own spectral doppelganger. These ghostly counterparts were indistinguishable from the originals, mirroring their every move, every gesture. Sarah faced a version of herself, its eyes reflecting a depth of sadness and knowledge. Mark confronted his double, analyzing it with a mix of fascination and horror. Captain James stood opposite his spectral twin, a perfect replica down to the smallest detail. The standoffs were silent, the air thick with tension. The crew members were confronted not only by these spectral entities, but by the existential crisis they represented. Were they themselves still human or had they been influenced without realizing? The line between reality and illusion blurred. Alex, already under spectral influence, walked among the doppelgangers, his expression one of resignation. They are us and we are them, he murmured, his voice echoing the spectral sentiment. The crew, armed and on edge, faced their spectral counterparts in a dramatic standoff. No one dared to make the first move, each acutely aware of the potential consequences. The spectrals, for their part, remained passive, their presence a silent challenge to the crew's understanding of identity and existence. This crisis of identity reached its peak in the alien landscape, under the gaze of two suns. The crew stood frozen, unsure of how to proceed, the boundary between self and other never more ambiguous. The standoff with their spectral doppelgangers was abruptly interrupted by a new development. Miriam, the spectral being they had first encountered, reappeared. Her form flickered with urgency as she addressed the crew. There are divisions among us, she explained. Not all spectrals share the same vision for our future or yours. Miriam revealed the existence of two distinct factions within the spectral civilization. One, which she was a part of, sought peaceful coexistence with humans, hoping to find a way to cohabit without harm. The other faction, driven by a desire to dominate and fueled by a sense of desperation, advocated for a more aggressive approach to ensure their survival, even if it meant taking over human bodies. The crew listened, the gravity of the situation dawning on them. The internal conflict among the spectrals added a complex layer to the already intricate situation. As Miriam spoke, the air around them began to shimmer and spectral figures emerged their forms wavering between visibility and invisibility. It became apparent that a confrontation between the two spectral factions was about to unfold. Captain James signaled his team to step back. We don't want to get caught in the middle of this, he said quietly. What followed was a battle unlike any the crew had ever seen or imagined. The spectral beings clashed their forms intertwining and separating in a dance of light and shadow. The air was filled with the sounds of a strange, ethereal conflict, resonating with the energy of the spectral beings. The crew watched in awe and horror as the spectrals fought, their battle seemingly defying the laws of physics. Bursts of light flashed as the beings collided, the struggle reflecting the deep divide in their broken civilization. In the midst of the chaos, Alex, under the influence of the aggressive faction, moved towards the fray, drawn by an unseen force. Sarah reached out, grabbing his arm. 
Alex, no! She shouted, but he seemed beyond her reach, his eyes vacant. The battle intensified, the energy of the conflict growing more volatile. Realizing the danger, Captain James ordered a retreat. Back to the ship, now! The team, including Sarah, who reluctantly released Alex, hurried back to the Astra, glancing back at the spectral war that raged on. They boarded the spacecraft, the sounds of the conflict fading as the doors sealed shut. Inside the safety of the Astra, the crew caught their breath, their minds racing with the implications of what they had witnessed. The existence of the two spectral factions complicated their mission and their understanding of the spectral threat. The crew found themselves grappling with an unsettling new challenge. In the aftermath of the spectral battle, they began experiencing distorted memories, their minds seemingly tampered with. Sarah was the first to notice. She found herself recalling conversations that never happened and seeing faces of people she didn't recognize. Her reports to Captain James were met with concern but also skepticism. Are you sure you're not just overworked? James asked, though his voice betrayed his own uncertainty. Soon other crew members reported similar experiences. Mark remembered repairing a part of the ship that was still malfunctioning, while Captain James had vivid memories of orders he never gave. The line between reality and illusion was blurring, and it became increasingly difficult to trust their own perceptions. The situation escalated when they discovered that their logs and recordings contradicted their memories. Video footage showed them performing tasks they didn't recall, and audio logs played back conversations in their own voices that they had no memory of having. This has to be the work of the Spectrals, Mark concluded, his voice tinged with fear. They're manipulating our memories, making us question what's real and what's not. The realization that their minds could be influenced and altered without their knowledge sent a wave of paranoia through the crew. Accusations began to fly as trust eroded. Alex, already under the spectral influence, became increasingly isolated, his colleagues unsure of how much of his behaviour was his own. The tension reached a boiling point during a routine meeting. Sarah accused Captain James of being too trusting of the spectral beings, while James countered that her judgement was clouded by her emotional connection to Miriam's memories. You're not thinking clearly, James exclaimed frustration evident in his voice. And you're too blind to see what's happening right in front of us! Sarah shot back, her voice raised. The argument spiralled, with each crew member retreating into their own convictions and suspicions. The unity they once shared was shattered, leaving them fragmented and vulnerable. As they dispersed, the atmosphere on the Astra was one of confusion and distrust. Each member retreated into their own space, wrestling with the fear that their thoughts and memories might not be their own. Amidst the turmoil and distrust aboard the Astra, a new element suddenly entered the fray. The ship's sensors detected an unknown entity approaching. It was not spectral, it was something else entirely. An alien spacecraft, sleek and enigmatic, appeared from the depths of space, positioning itself near the Astra. Captain James and the crew watched in awe and apprehension as the alien ship made contact. The aliens communicated through the Astra's system, 
their language automatically translated by the ship's computers. We have been observing your situation. The alien voice resonated throughout the cabin, calm and measured. The Spectrals and their internal conflict pose a threat not just to you, but to the balance of this sector of the galaxy. The crew listened intently, the aliens' presence momentarily uniting them in their curiosity and concern. The aliens explained that they had been monitoring the spectral activities for some time and were aware of their infiltration on Earth. We can offer you a solution, the alien continued, a way to neutralize the spectral influence both here and on your Earth. The offer piqued the crew's interest, but Captain James, wary of their motives, asked, And what do you want in return? The alien's response was vague, hinting at a future favor, a small price to pay for such a critical aid. Consider it an investment in a potential ally, the voice suggested. The crew convened to deliberate the alien's proposition. The distrust and confusion that had plagued them gave way to a heated debate about the moral and ethical implications of accepting help from an unknown extraterrestrial force. Sarah voiced her concern. We don't know anything about them. What if their solution causes more harm than good? Mark countered. But if we do nothing, the Spectrals could take over Earth. We might not get another chance to stop them. Captain James, torn between the urgency of the situation and the uncertainty of the aliens' intentions, weighed their options. The risk of accepting the aliens' help was high, but the risk of doing nothing was potentially higher. After much debate, the crew reached a decision. Despite the unknowns and potential dangers, they agreed to accept the aliens' offer. The Spectral's threat to Earth was too immediate and the opportunity to neutralize their influence was too critical to pass up. The decision to accept the alien species' offer did not sit well with everyone on the Astra. As the alien ship began its preparations to implement their mysterious solution, tensions within the crew rose to the surface. Sarah, still deeply affected by her connection to Miriam, voiced her doubts openly. We're playing with forces we don't understand, Aligning ourselves with these aliens could be a mistake. Her words sparked a heated debate. Mark, usually the voice of pragmatism, argued for the practicality of their choice. We don't have the luxury of options. The spectrals are a clear and present danger. Captain James, trying to maintain some semblance of unity, struggled to mediate the conflicting views. We need to stay focused on our mission. The safety of Earth is our priority. The discussion took a turn when Alex, under the spectral influence, spoke up. His voice, once full of conviction, now carried a strange, detached tone. The spectrals are not your true enemy. You are being manipulated, led into a trap. His words sowed further doubt among the crew. Was this a genuine warning, or was it the spectrals speaking through him? The line between ally and adversary was becoming increasingly blurred. The crew's unease grew as the alien ship initiated its procedure. A pulsing light emanated from the alien vessel, enveloping both the Astra and the nearby planet. The light was mesmerizing, almost hypnotic. It was then that the betrayal occurred. Amidst the chaos and uncertainty, one of the crew members, Emma, 
the ship's medical officer, made a shocking move. She accessed the ship's communication system and sent a burst of data to the alien spacecraft. Captain James and the others watched in disbelief as Emma turned to them, her expression one of determination mixed with regret. I've been in contact with the aliens since we arrived, she confessed. They have a plan for Earth, one that goes beyond the spectrals. I believe it's our best chance. The crew was stunned. Emma, whom they had trusted, had been secretly working with the alien species all along. Her actions, though possibly well-intentioned, felt like a deep betrayal. In the aftermath of Emma's revelation, the crew of the Astra found themselves in a state of isolation, both physically and emotionally. Each member retreated into their own quarters, grappling with the cascade of fears and doubts that had surfaced. Captain James, standing at the head of the table, addressed the team. We've all faced our demons, and now it's time to face the Spectrals. We need a plan, and we need it now. Sarah, her voice steady, suggested establishing communication with the peaceful faction of Spectrals. Miriam and her group might be willing to help us. If we can understand their motives, we might find a way to coexist. Mark nodded in agreement, and we need to figure out how to counter the mind control abilities of the other faction. If they can influence us, they can influence Earth. The team brainstormed, combining their expertise to devise a strategy. They discussed ways to enhance the ship's defenses, counteract spectral manipulations, and establish a communication link with Miriam's faction. As they strategized, the ship's sensors suddenly alerted them to an external disturbance. The Spectrals, it seemed, were not waiting for the humans to make the first move. Captain James rushed to the observation deck, the rest of the crew close behind. Outside, the Spectral beings were amassing, their forms flickering in and out of visibility. It was an eerie sight the ghostly figures converging like a storm of shadows. Sarah attempted to establish contact, reaching out through the communication system. Miriam, if you can hear me, we need your help, she broadcasted into the void. There was no response, only the silent advance of the spectral beings. The peaceful faction was either unable or unwilling to intervene. The spectrals began to exert their influence, waves of energy pulsating towards the ship. The crew felt the familiar, unsettling sensation of their minds being prodded, their thoughts tugged at by unseen forces. Mark quickly adjusted the ship's shields, trying to counteract the spectral energy. I can hold them off for a while, but not indefinitely, he shouted over the growing hum of the ship's systems. The situation escalated rapidly. The spectrals, once passive, were now aggressive, their intentions clear. The Astra was under siege and the crew was vastly outnumbered. Captain James made a quick decision. Prepare for evasive maneuvers. We need to buy some time to think of a plan. The ship lurched into motion, dodging the spectral assaults. But as they maneuvered, a massive spectral form, larger and more formidable than the rest, appeared. It seemed to be the source of the mind control, its presence overpowering. The space around the Astra became a battleground as the epic confrontation unfolded. The spectral beings, in their multitude, swarmed around the ship, their forms shifting and swirling in aggressive patterns. Inside, 
the crew worked feverishly to counter the assault. Captain James piloted the Astra with expert precision, evading the spectral attacks, while Mark boosted the ship's defensive systems to their limits. Sarah, her voice a constant presence over the communication system, tried repeatedly to reach Miriam and her faction for assistance. Amidst the chaos, the alien spacecraft that had been observing from a distance suddenly moved into action. Its hull glowed with an unknown energy, and it began firing beams of light at the spectrals. The aliens had joined the fray, but whether as allies or opportunists was unclear. The battle was intense and chaotic. The Astra rocked under the impact of spectral forces, alarms blaring throughout the ship. Alex, still under spectral influence, seemed torn between helping his crew and succumbing to the control exerted over him. In a daring move, Captain James directed the Astra towards the largest spectral entity, the source of the mind control. Mark, managing the ship's weapons, fired a concentrated burst of energy at the entity. The ship shuddered as the energy hit its target. For a moment, the spectral being wavered, its form destabilizing. Then, with a burst of light, it dissipated, its control over the other spectrals weakening. The tide of the battle began to turn. Without the guiding force of the dominant entity, the spectrals became disorganized. The alien ship continued its assault, further scattering the spectral forces. However, the victory was not without cost. The Astra had sustained significant damage, and the crew was visibly shaken by the intensity of the conflict. Emma, injured during the battle, lay in the medical bay, her condition critical. As the last of the spectral beings retreated or vanished, the crew of the Astra, exhausted and battered, took a moment to comprehend what had transpired. They had faced an unprecedented threat, and against all odds, had emerged victorious. But the victory was bittersweet, marred by the injuries and the realization of the immense power they had confronted. After the harrowing battle with the spectral entities and the alien species, the crew of the Astra, weary yet resolute, gathered in the main cabin. Captain James, his face etched with the fatigue of command, addressed his team. We've done what we could out here, he said. It's time we head back to Earth. We need to report everything, the spectrals, the aliens, and the choices we've made. The decision was unanimous. With their ship scarred but spaceworthy, they set a course for home. The journey back was quiet, each member of the crew lost in their thoughts, reflecting on the events that had unfolded in the vast expanse of space. The spectral threat they had faced, the alliances they had formed, and the battles they had fought loomed large in their minds, a tapestry of experiences that had forever changed them. As the Astra descended through Earth's atmosphere, a sense of apprehension filled the cabin. The crew braced themselves, not just for the physical return to their home planet, but for the uncertainty of what they would find. The spectral threat, the alliances formed, the battles fought, all weighed heavily on their minds. But as they landed and disembarked, what they found was not the Earth they had left. The world before them was markedly different, not just technologically advanced, but seemingly at peace, a harmony they hadn't expected. Captain James and his crew were met by representatives of Earth Command, 
but these were not the same faces or the same organization they had left behind. The representatives explained a startling truth. Due to the relativistic effects of their space travel, much more time had passed on Earth than the crew had experienced. Centuries had elapsed since their departure. In this time, the spectrals had become an integral part of human society. Initially arriving as refugees and perceived as threats, the spectrals had slowly but surely woven themselves into the fabric of human life. Their presence had ushered in a new era of technological and social advancement, leading to a civilization that was a blend of human and spectral cultures, ideas, and innovations. The crew listened, astonished. Sarah in particular felt a profound sense of vindication and hope. Her connection with Miriam and the peaceful spectrals had not been in vain. Mark, ever the engineer, was eager to learn about the new technologies that had emerged from this integration. Alex, released from the spectral influence, found himself in a world that had moved beyond the fears and suspicions he had known. And for Emma, who had betrayed her crew for what she believed was a greater good, this future was a vindication of sorts. Her actions, misguided as they might have been, had not led to disaster. As they were debriefed and learned about the history of Earth's transformation, the crew realized that their mission, their battles, had been but a footnote in a much larger, grander story of coexistence and progress.